Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And it's time for today's AM Minnesota program. Just like old times, Extension Educator Brad Carlson is in studio. You and I spent a lot of time here when you had the county appointment. Yeah, Jerry, you didn't uh, you didn't uh, say anything about the song. Was that Flat and Scruggs or who? Yes, was it was. Okay, all right, yep. good, that's good to know. Let, let me double check just yeah, to make yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, yep. little, yeah, little known fact: when I first got hired uh, here. Uh, I was still living in St. Paul. I was in grad school and actually I had, I still had no money because I hadn't had yet to get a paycheck, but I went to, uh, one of the record stores in, in, uh, Minneapolis and somebody had sold a whole collection of Flat and Scruggs records and I, I splurged. I think I spent about $200 mm-hmm. on Flat and Scruggs records. They were just perfect, but anyway. Do you still uh, have them? I do, I do, and I love them, yes. Yep, that was officially Bluegrass number one. Yep. At least that's what my computer screen says. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we better get on to the real reason you're here. It's been quite a spring. It's been interesting. I mean, actually, it's a little deja vu, isn't it? I mean, uh, last year we were delayed getting in also. And, you know, it's kind of interesting, Jerry, uh, with with a lot of the talk about things being warmer than it used to be and, and so forth, wetter than it used to be. We did a uh, big analysis of climate data uh, and trends for our advanced nitrogen smart session that we have on adjusting to climate. And one of the things that we have found is statistically the frost is staying in the soil a lot longer in the spring than it used to be. Uh, and so, which seems counterintuitive, like, well, if it's getting warmer, shouldn't it be getting, exactly. shouldn't this frost be going on early? But actually what's been happening is statistically we've been so much wetter in the fall and then it freezes and it takes way more energy to warm up and melt ice than it does to heat up air. And so if we've got wet soil in the fall and it freezes deep, it takes longer for the, the soils to thaw out. And so actually, if you look at the data from Wasika, the climate data, um, frost out's been, been, uh, I think it's, I have to, I didn't dust up on it. I should have uh, before I came on the air, but I think it's, uh, I think we're like, uh, um, almost a week later as far as frost out is than we were 15, 20 years ago. Wow, and that's you know, almost the reverse of what you had anticipated for warmer. Right, and you know, and then of course the other problem with that is because that's associated with wet soils, it makes it a lot more difficult to get started on spring field work. I mean, we're, you know, typically we're used to it being very dry in the fall, and it kind of comes, you know, yeah, we get a lot of snow, and then it's wet every, you know, in the spring and so forth. I guess what we're not used to is the soils being like completely saturated in the springtime and, and those problems uh, in, uh, occurring. Isn't it ironic that last fall it was so dry and we were worried when it was cold later on about anhydrous ammonia, if there would be enough to adhere to uh, the soil particles. And 
boy, once a spring got here, it sure changed. Well, right, you know, and and, and we did hear a lot of stories, uh, anecdotal stories about issues with fall anhydrous where you know, farmers were still smelling it out in the field several days after an application. So we do think that there probably were some problems with that. Um, obviously we're just not far enough along in the season yet to know if there's nitrogen deficiency symptoms showing up in those places where that happened. Um, you know, we had a lot of, uh, issues with doing application last fall in terms of, uh, wear and tear on the equipment. We had reports of, you know, various co-ops said they pulled their rigs because they were breaking shanks or, or they're having a lot of issues wearing out the knives yeah and, and, and other stuff like that and and so forth and and so i know that there was still quite a bit of nitrogen left to go on this this uh, spring uh however uh it doesn't seem to be a problem i know we've been trying to get the word out that that planting had to be the priority uh there was really no good reason you couldn't just simply go as long as obviously you didn't run over uh emerged plants uh go in and throw your urea on top after you planted and and uh so and I think there has been quite a bit of that and uh we don't really anticipate that being a big problem yeah it's uh I got my anhydrous on late last fall and it was cold this spring so I was wondering just how long ago that uh the NH3 had converted to nitrate nitrogen. Maybe it hadn't completely all converted and was more water soluble. Right. Well, and, and so first of all, did you use nitropyrin? Did you use NSERV? Yes. Okay. You know, so so the first thing that don't happens, get fancy with well, you. I know what NSERV. Well, is. There, there are actually some other oh. products on the market now beyond besides NSERV. Uh, kind of like, uh, folks use in active ingredients yeah. when they talk about herbicides. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. uh, you know, the first thing that had to happen is that had to degrade. And of course, the, the, the problem with it is, you know, the concentration of that is what's important, but the concentration itself goes down as you move distance wise away from where the shank went through the ground. And so obviously, if you write where the shank passed through, the concentration of NSERV was going to be high. As you get farther away, it was going to be lower as it just diluted out through the soil. And so it doesn't wear off evenly because oh. it's, you know, there's that concentration gradient in there also. But you've got more and, than nitrogen in that. Right. That's right. But, but, uh, but remember the, the nitropyrin needs to work on the soil, not on the oh. nitrogen, that, that, that it's trying to inhibit microbial activity in the soil. It's really not affecting the nitrogen. Oh, right. We just so, put it on with the nitrogen. Well, all right. <laughs> that's, but, but, and, 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 and the, the, the issue with it is, is nitropyra needs to be of a certain concentration level to be effective. And so, for instance, if you were to just, and, and we had people were talking about this back when instinct first came on the market for manure, but well, what if I go spray instinct on the the field just using my my you know my sprayer and work it in, and then we go and do a manure application? Well, the problem with that is then it's diluted out so far. The concentration is not high enough to be particularly effective, and so by having it applied with the nitrogen, it keeps the concentration of nitropyrin high in the area same place where the nitrogen is, and so. Uh, anyway, and so so I guess what I'm, I mean, this is a long rambling answer to get to. The nitropyrin had to degrade first, and then after that, uh, then the nitrogen is going to start converting to nitrate, and and so that's going to be variable. Um, 
based on the distance from the shank and it's going to be variable based on parts of the landscape because that's a temperature uh temperature plays into that equation and so your low areas that stay cool uh are going to be different than say a hillside they got a lot of sun exposure so it's it's very difficult to be real precise with it and so there's a long-winded way of me saying jerry I don't think probably a, a lot, a high percentage of fall applied anhydrous that had nitropyrin on it had been converted to nitrate yet. It, it uh, probably was 70% still in the ammonium form. Uh, and so that, that safened it a lot for what we experienced this spring. So it would be, you know, just a few inches below the soil surface and it didn't convert to nitrate nitrogen and get leached lower in the soil correct and correct and um you know the the ammonium doesn't leach and so as long as it stayed as ammonium that's that's not really as much of an issue uh you know and and so uh if you did fall apply you didn't use nserve probably you know then then we're maybe flipping that equation around then maybe you're more like 70 percent converted and 30 percent was ammonium so it's a different situation there um, and then, of course, the spring applied stuff. There was a fair amount of spring applied anhydrous this year. You know, the odds are with as cool as the soils were, uh, you know, and they kind of fluctuated, but, uh, really they didn't, they didn't really rock it up, uh, till towards 60 degrees until right about planting time. And so we don't expect that a lot of spring applied, um, anhydrous and for that matter, even probably urea. Uh, got converted to nitrate either. Now, the thing you have to remember about urea is the urea molecule itself is water soluble. And so that's prone to move around if it gets really wet and before it kind of dissociates and turns itself into ammonium. Um, and so that, that's, that's possible that there could be some issues from one place to another with movement of urea. It's why one of the main reasons why we don't want it put on in the fall. Uh, but, all in all, I don't anticipate there have been a lot of problems with that either with the spring application this year. One point you mentioned that uh, anhydrous that was put on last fall, farmers could smell it uh, a day or two or three later leaching uh, out of the soil. Volatilizing. Yeah, that's yeah. not an environmental concern because the air is, what, 70% uh, nitrogen? Well, anyway. what you're smelling there, though, was ammonia. Uh, mm. I, I would not go so far to say that's not an environmental concern. Actually, there have been there has been a fair amount of conversation about ammonia uh, in the atmosphere and what what's kind of referred to as NOx, uh, which is uh, nitrous oxide in oh, various yeah. combinations are, are considered to be uh, considerable greenhouse gases. Um, that's a little different deal. Um, and it's, it, it's something that I think most farmers need to have on their radar screen because it is certainly an issue that's been talked about. It just has not risen to the same level of concern that nitrate in water has. Uh, but it's probably going to be coming around. So I wouldn't say that like, oh, well, that was, you know, that was fine. And it, it wasn't so fine, uh, but it's a different issue. So what is the nitrogen normally in the air? Is that N2? N2. 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 Yep. Yep. Not, not just dinitrogen di gas is what and, that would be yeah. considered. Yeah. And ammonia is NH3. Uh, right. Uh, uh, NH4. Four. Okay. Yep. 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 
Yep. Your chemistry lesson. It's been a yeah, few decades yeah, since I had chemistry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and most people are familiar with ammonia's glass cleaner, and yeah. and then it, it turns into its ionic form into ammonium, which uh, it is a positive cation similar to like say potassium or calcium. And, and that's then why it, then it adheres, adheres to, to those the, the clay particles, and clay particles are. Are uh, like uh, they're almost like broken glass, I guess if you want to think of it that way. Although they're microscopic, and so on those edges, they have uh, they have uh, free negative charges that uh, adhere those cations to them and hold them in the soil and keep them from leaching. And so, if you had water standing in the field for quite some time, then that nitrogen in the soil could volatilize, and yeah. that would turn so, into. Right. So you're talking about denitrification as a process. Okay. So denitrification is microbial. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, similar to like how nitrification is when it turns from ammonium to nitrate, but de- but when it denitrifies, it's anaerobic. So the soil is completely saturated. The oxygen is gone from the soil and these microbes pull the oxygen off of the nitrate molecule, which is, which is, uh, NO3. And and so if that conversion is complete, it will turn itself into N2 gas, and then that that That's is a, not a not concern. A, okay. Although uh, in the middle of the process, it can be also a nitric oxide if it loses one only one or two of its oxygens, uh, and that is also considered a greenhouse gas. And so you know it's also something that there's probably going to be. Um, some attention paid to that uh, at some point in the not so distant future, but it's not, I don't think it's going to be rearing itself up in the next few years here while we're still dealing with a lot of the water quality issues. It's just, uh, this is a complicated process, depending on what Mother Nature well, does. Yeah, I mean, the, the, what, what's most complicated about it, Jerry, is, is, is because it's a biological system and because there's variability on conditions in the landscape and these things are time and temperature dependent as well as moisture dependent, is you could precisely measure what happens at one very small, yeah, yeah. tiny spot in the soil but then when you start going across the whole landscape, it's going to be variable as far as how it, you know, the extent to which any of these things happened. And so being being super precise is is pretty much impossible to impractical. There's no really good reason to do it, uh, to try, uh, because it, it you can't manage to that small of a scale anyway. Um, and, and so I guess all we really can do is kind of look at in general what happens and then manage accordingly. Yeah. Yeah, because for example, what's occurring on a hill on the south side in the sunlight versus the north side could be entirely different compared to the pothole sitting with water down in the bottom of the hill. That 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 is that is correct, and and you know then as far as uh, you know the loss processes of nitrogen being water based, so uh, soils are going to leach nitrate. Uh, at different rates depending on the the hydraulic conductivity, which is the rate at which water moves through the soil, which is is uh, factored by soil texture, but also by whether there's been compaction uh, or on the positive side, some of the soil health things that lead to better tilth and so forth allow water to move faster through. Uh, but that's a little more complicated deal. But then also because denitrification is caused by saturated soils when it's pounded up, 
Um, that's going to be variable across the landscape. Also, the extent to which water ponds in different places and not in others. Well, Brad, if you can stand by, we better take a break for the markets and we'll continue talking about nitrogen and all the rain that we've had this spring. The market update sponsored by the KDHL Agro Boosters. They include Northern Buildings for quality post-frame construction. Go to their website, northernbuildings.com. Also, Matt's Roofing, specializing in any shingling project, plus farm buildings and residential roofing. Over 100 years combined experience. No payment until completely satisfied. Call Trey Matt's 507-838-2254. It's Tuesday morning. Corn's higher. Soybeans, cattle, and hogs are lower. I'm John Perkins with a Brownfield Market Update. With more than 50 corn lines to choose from, Stein offers elite genetics with a broad range of traits. Learn more at steinseed.com. Soybeans are seeing some profit-taking. Planting's ahead of average with warm, dry weather expected in the central and eastern Midwest over the next week or so. It's early, but that could cause some stress in those parts of the region. July beans are down 16 and three quarters at 1324 and a half. August is 15 and a quarter lower at 1260 and a quarter. July bean meals down three dollars twenty cents at four oh nine, and July bean oils fifty five points lower at forty eight twenty two. Corn's up. U.S. planting's eighty one percent complete, with some key states nearly wrapped up for the season. USDA's first corn crop condition rating of the season will be out in uh, the next update on Tuesday. July's up three and a half at five seventy four and a half. September's four and a quarter higher at five oh nine. And wheat's higher as it continues to bounce off the recent lows, expecting a big increase in hard red winter abandonment. Spring wheat planting slow, and the crop might lose some acres. July Chicago's up seven at six thirteen and a quarter. On follow through selling, July cotton's down forty nine at eighty four eighty three. December's forty lower at eighty two ninety eight. Nearby rice is down on bear spreading with July six lower at sixteen seventy seven and a half, and September down a dime at fourteen eighty five. Live and feeder cattle are lower ahead of widespread direct business. Bids and asking prices remain poorly defined. June lives down 30 at 164.75 and August is 45 lower at 163.15. August feeders are down 85 at 234.05. September 67 lower at 237.17. And hogs are pressured by follow through selling their premium to the cash index and ongoing pork demand uncertainties. June leans down $1.60 at 80.22. July's 175 lower at 80.40. Crude oil's higher. John Perkins, Brownfield. AM Minnesota on the Mighty 920 KDHL. The market update also sponsored by these KDHL Agra Boosters. Craig Keller at the Keller Insurance Agency in Nearstrand. Craig helped protect all things important and valuable to you. Along with insulation services, find out more about all the advantages of spray foam or blown-in insulation. Give Nate a call, 507-993-4570 or online at insulationservicesinc.com and Krennic Stump Grinding in Fairball. Do you really want to mow around those stumps in your yard again all summer long? If not, give Chris Krennic a call, 507-491-2948 or online at KrenikStumpGrinding.com. That's K-R-E-N-I-K. Chris is local and offers great discounts. In studio, Brad Carlson, extension educator with a regional appointment at the Mankato Regional Extension Office. Brad's been working a lot over all these last years. And 
water quality and nitrogen management's rolled into that. Before we pick it up, Brad, we better mention if someone sees a steer over in your neck of the woods, uh, give you a call. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I bought a steer on Sunday and it disappeared on Monday and we found where it got out, but nobody watched it go and it showed up on Monday night uh, at, at right at dark. Uh, my nephew actually saw it, but it was about a mile from our house. Uh, and now uh, this morning we've not been able to locate it again. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, I, anybody that's had a had a uh, animal out on the the loose like that, I know you re- realize the level of anxiety, especially with the price of feeder cattle yeah. right now. I mean, well, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, and even worse than it, that, if he's on the loose and a car hits yeah. him, or he's a, a big steer. So right, it was eight hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a red uh, red Angus. It's so if you pounds. see something, give you a call. Yeah, 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 yeah. Janesville, Iasco Township, in Wasika County. Yeah, that's that's who it belongs to. But uh, yeah, or they, if you see it and you don't yeah. have Brad's number, I've got his cell yeah. phone number. Well, the so Wasika County call. Sheriff's Department is aware too, so oh, you can call okay. them too. So okay. yeah, yeah. Now, picking it up, I feel a lot better after you thought that most of that anhydrous ammonia that I had put on late last fall is still safely in the top a few inches, top foot of, of the soil. Right. I would say the top foot is accurate, Jerry. I wouldn't say the top few inches because if, if you have observed, like everyone else has observed, the corn that has emerged right now is pretty peaked looking. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, is. So it is safe to say that, uh, that uh, the amount of rain we got, which in many places was four inches plus, uh, did move and affect the nitrogen in, in that top zone where the corn is at and where it has rooted. Now, uh, we don't think we actually lost it. We probably moved it in the profile down a little bit deeper. So I'm, I'm hoping and anticipating here based on the weather forecast, it looks really nice for another several days here at least. I think there's a chance of rain over the weekend. Pretty small chance. 20%, I think, is what they're saying. So provided uh, we continue to get sunshine, uh, which, of course, that's uh, uh, more of a factor of what the winds have been like because last week smoke. it was, yeah, we, it wasn't, uh, we weren't experiencing clouds, but the smoke was in the air and it stayed overcast and then it didn't dry out a whole lot. But provided uh, we get some sunshine here and the corn starts growing, we would uh, expect the roots to go down and find that nitrogen that's just a little bit deeper down there and they should be greening up here in short order. And if we have nice weather... And more reasonable as we start to dry the soils out a little bit, some of that nitrogen will be mineralized from the soil organic matter too. Maybe that'll help. Yeah, yeah, and that that really doesn't probably kick in in full gear here until a little bit later on. Um, But that that that'll be part of it also. I mean, particularly if. if we had moved the the nitrogen really deep, I mean, let's just say it was down 18 inches, you know, that'd take a while for the roots to get to that. That that would have been a much more significant factor. I just don't think it's down quite that deep. I think you're talking nine inches, you know, maybe maybe a foot, but in a lot of cases, only nine inches. Uh, corn can get rooted that deep fairly quickly this time of year. Uh, you know, the other thing about it is, um, corn has shown a lot of resilience, especially in the last decade or so. I to, call it cold tolerance or whatever. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, there's some of that, uh, you know, but not only that, I mean, uh, it's been tolerant to weeds, it's been tolerant to cover crops, 
uh, and so forth. Uh, you know, if we think about go back, you know, 30 years ago, you experienced any kind of, uh, you know, early weed pressure and you set the corn behind and it never came back. Uh, we've been seeing the corn be a lot more resilient to that up until V4 or and so. And even corn on corn with uh, right. the residue. It used to look so miserable right. in the spring and the ones I've... Yeah, and, and I mean, so so the one example I would give of that, you know, that's that's not necessarily related to this, but it does relate is is uh, you'll see products marketed frequently based on visual appearance of the crop. You'll see this, you know, well, this is what my this is what the corn looked like on June fifteenth for where we used this product, and this is what it looked like where we didn't use this product, and there's this huge color and height difference and so forth. And then you come back and you look at the yield data and you see no difference, you know, and, and that's actually that's similar to some of the starter effect um, that we've experienced for, you know, decades. Uh, you know, how often I had farmers say, like, well, I always use starter because I ran out and I could tell right to the row where I ran out of starter because you can see the growth difference. Except the problem is, is when you got to the fall, you couldn't measure any yield difference in that. And so what that really is telling us is that crop is actually pretty tolerant to that this time of year that, that it'll catch itself up in the summertime as long as you don't, uh, as long as you don't really set it back. And the other thing that causes huge problems is if you start having, uh, uneven growth. So if the growth staging is, is separate in the field from one plant to the next, they get off. Uh, that creates a lot of problems. But as long as they all stay at the same uh, growth stage, uh, consistently, uh, we should be fine. I don't anticipate we're losing yield out couple of this. A couple points. First, I asked an agronomist with uh, Pioneer, so you've got this pothole where mm. it didn't drown out, but it was so saturated and cold, so that corn came later. That'll have an impact on yield, but not anywhere near as much as you had a huge difference in plants standing side by side. Right. If you, you know, cause they're all competing with each other at the same level, Correct. just behind the rest of the that's field. That's right. That's, that's right. And, 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 and you farmers have seen that for, for years, uh, you know, where, where a part of the field like that stays green longer, yeah. you know, in the fall, but then when it's all, and then you, of course that causes issues with corn with, with moisture and grain, you know, having a pocket of wetter, wetter corn in there or something like that, you know, I'm not going to dismiss it as being nothing, but on the other hand, um, maybe not quite the yield disaster though that a lot of people may have uh, associated with at one point in time. Other question: If you put starter on, really common ten thirty four O something like that, would that nitrogen still be fairly close to the seed then, or would that have worked deeper too? Some of it is. So remember, your your twenty eight thirty two percent nitrogens are urea ammonium nitrate, and so. Uh, a fourth of that is already in the nitrate form, and that's so that subject to move that. fairly quickly. Uh, but the the um, the urea part was not, you know, it needs to get converted to ammonium first, and then the ammonium nitrate, the ammonium part of the ammonium nitrate, is also is a cation, uh, not subject to be denitrified uh, or leached, and so a lot of that starter. Uh, it, it may have moved a little bit, but, uh, you know, it's probably going to generally be there also. Um, you know, we're getting some questions about, you know, where we're at right now. Do, do we anticipate farmers needing to, uh, change their management based on what we've experienced? I was thinking I was going to have to because my plan was, uh, anhydrous in the fall 
10, 12 gallons as side dressed. I think I can stick with that original plan. I, I think most most farmers are going to be able to just stay with their original plans. If you're planning on side dressing, I wouldn't I wouldn't be bumping the numbers up uh, because we don't think we lost a lot. Um, you know, and as far as if you put it all on pre. Uh, again, I just don't think uh, I don't think that we've lost a whole lot there. Uh, we do have the University of Minnesota does have a decision uh, making worksheet that's available on our web page. If you just go to the extension website uh, extension.umn.edu and search uh, nitrogen supplemental nitrogen worksheet. Uh, you can find that worksheet and it kind of walks you through what your application practices were and what the uh, conditions have been like since you applied and what your corn kind of looks like and, and help you determine. But, you know, the the one area, though, that I think uh, some farmers do need to be a little um, at least on guard for is, you know, we were talking about the potential for carryover nitrogen this year. And so if you did a soil test for nitrate, and then you adjusted your nitrogen rate lower. It is some of that carryover nitrogen that was that much more lost. subject to have been lost uh, than than applied nitrogen. And so that's the one place I would say if you adjusted your rates lower uh, because you tested for carryover nitrogen, uh, you know, particularly if it was showing up a couple feet deep, uh, that's that's that the one be. area I'd be I'd be a little bit more concerned about. And so in those cases, you may think about maybe bumping your side dress rate up maybe twenty pounds or so. Or could you quickly run another soil nitrate test, and would you get the well, the problem with that is it's not really well calibrated uh, as far as when you've already applied fertilizer. Oh, right. So yeah, as yeah. far as knowing what exactly it is that you're picking up in that test what is very What was there different. before compared to what you and, put right, on? And yeah. what, it, what converted because that test only tests for nitrate. So if you applied urea or anhydrous, you don't know how much of that's in the nitrate form. And so it's very difficult to interpret that test. Only about 45 seconds left, Brad. But if someone wants to visit with you further, uh, you love talking to farmers about this. And you mentioned that. University Extension website for more information. Yeah, email is always the best way to get a hold of me, uh, bcarlson at umn.edu, um, because then it doesn't get lost. I don't, you know, don't have a note and so forth, and it, but it just stays on my email till I respond to it. So that's the best way to get me. That email again? B. Carlson yeah. at umn.edu. Very simple. Umn.edu. How did you get that for an email address? Well, because I got the email back when the internet first came around in the early 90s. So, Boy, you were yeah. old then. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Thanks for coming in, All Brad. Right. Say Very hi to Clean in the Boys. Yeah, yeah. Here's the national news from ABC right on KDHL. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.